Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. This is the first time I've shaved down to not, maybe once a year I do it. And then, yeah. like, I, I still got a fade. I still have, like, a little bit of hair, but it's, yeah. I buzzed her down. I feel good. I want to yep. shave. Until, like, eight hours goes by and then I have stubble. Yeah. And then and that's it's just annoying. like Velcro. Yeah, yeah, totally. Passers <laughs> wide open. Gets the puck. Tours! That's the only reason I do these podcasts is so I can hear all the amazing things about myself. So thanks for having me, and uh, now I'm signing off. I am uh, honored, thrilled. This is uh, one of the greatest achievements of my life. I literally, I, I, I showered and I combed my hair for you. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Welcome back to the PP1 Podcast. When the Canucks win, you win. We're doing a post-game win podcast. I feel like the cheesiest salesman right now, but I am Brady. I'm going back to game one. I am buzzing after that Canucks win. And it wasn't just a win. It was a massive win. It was so massive that it couldn't be contained on the cell phone that I watched it at during work. Um which hurt my eyes a lot because I was squinting. But uh, boys, I guess Ted, this is uh, this is your first time back in in a day or so. Uh, both Ted and Brady are with me. Ted, first off, welcome back, and uh, quick thirty seconds on uh, how you're feeling. Good to be back. Yeah, um, I definitely, I definitely wasn't watching the hockey game while working because that would be irresponsible. Um, so wink, I, wink, 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 nudge, nudge, hint, hint. Um, yeah, man, I'm stoked. That was a lot of fun. I think uh, guys are really, they're really starting to pick it up, really starting to put things together now. All of a sudden it looks like it's turned into a fun playoff series, although still filled with whistles and lots of chippiness. So yeah, man, I'm just, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy right now to see them doing some positive things on the ice. It's a feel good moment for everyone. Brady. Yeah, most definitely. Brady. The, uh, the Canucks are back, man. Three nothing. Awesome to see uh, Markstrom get the the shutout, well deserved. But he did it with a lot of help in front of him. Tyler Mott seven blocked shots. That's a Vancouver Canucks record for a playoff game. Um, and you know, like lots of bodies in front. Markstrom, uh, yeah, it took him three games to get that shutout. That's 126 less than his first regular season shutout. So hopefully, you can <laughs> keep it up, you guys. So all we needed was playoffs to get good marquee hell yeah man i love it 
I yeah. love it. I love it. It's finally awesome to see PD freaking snipe one too. We've all been waiting for that, right? Absolutely. Um, the one nice thing about PD, he got what two points today, golden assist. I believe so. Yeah. And he got off. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. And how You're many right. how many clappers did he get off? Well, that was a thing, right? They were they were setting up shop on that uh, on the power play, and it seemed like they were just feeding him, and it seemed like the Wild were just making that shot available to them too. So, uh, to see him get to lean into a couple, and it didn't result. I mean, it, he didn't score a goal, but it did result in some big juicy rebounds from Staylock, uh, and our boy Brock was right there to pot it. And seems like. Uh, you know he's not he's not letting that lethal shot go quite yet, but he's still such a good player, um, and such a smart guy around the net. And he's not a small guy either, so if if he's just going to be dangerous within ten feet in front of the net, I mean, there's tons of good NHLers that have made a living scoring thirty plus goals a year doing that, and and it's nice to see him put a second goal, basically in the exact same fashion he did the game before. Absolutely, Brady. What did you think about uh, Mr. Peterson? I loved him. Uh, he's still fighting back against, you know, the dirty hits and all that. Um, that Hartman hit was pretty nasty. Uh, good to see JT Miller drop the gloves and kind of protect him there. Oh, I love that. Um, and, you know, it's just good. I, I really thought, like I said this before, I, I thought he was going to struggle a bit more, just kind of being a smaller Swedish player, you know. We had that Sedin uh, playoff stuff, you know. But, uh, yeah, he was good. He's been good, and he's he's starting to really pick it up. I think mm-hmm. uh, he's showing why he's our MVP. I I'm just so happy that the stars are playing like stars. It's not yeah, just, exactly. It's not that regular season where, like, you know, Petey's gonna play well. You know, Brock and 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 Quinn and you know Miller. They're like they're gonna have good games, but they're not necessarily going to showcase. But it seems like in the last two games, anyway, every guy that is a star in that team has showcased himself as a star. Whether it's Markstrom or Patterson or Miller. Or or Quinn or or Brock or like I, I'm gonna keep going because it feels like everybody that has amounted to something like even Bo has had quite the series. It seems like everybody that needs to be doing something is doing something big. Yeah, you're right, Ryan. I think that they've just the, the important players on this squad who we need to be important have asserted themselves, right? And so at some point, depth is gonna have to to step up and, and pick up a role in this game. And and Antoine Roussel was that guy today. I feel like him and Mott were guys that made big differences on this game. And, and, and it's good. I think we expect our, our star players and our big money players, our first line players to be just that. Um, so it's not, it's not, you know, I don't, I didn't think it was going to be an issue. It was nice to not see them wilt under pressure. Um, but man, that rooster goal, uh, shades of Alex Burroughs there or what? Holy oh. cow. Was that fun to watch? Yeah, that's the second yeah. time he's done that. Hey Brady. Yeah, man. Very nice. Uh, just comes Blowing down the wing with absolute speed. Uh, obviously, the defenseman was a little uh, fatigued, but uh, he made Rooster look real fast and uh, quick backhand <laughs> up top shelf. So I loved it. It was funny because I was just getting uh, a text from a, a longtime Canucks fan about how much he hates Antoine Roussel. He's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Hitting the goalie, blah, 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 this and that. It's like, and then all of a sudden, Rooster! It was, it was awesome. He's man. the it's cock of good. the walk. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, and I love the call too. As he got the puck, it was like shot out of a cannon, right? I mean, it really was. It was instantly he had four or five, six strides on the guy before he went backhand. The classic Burroughs backhand too, right? Yeah. Um, but man, I know those guys obviously train together in the off season, and Burroughs isn't uh, obviously not an NHLer anymore. But you know that that I, I mean, I feel like he took that out of his book for sure. It was a uh, man. It was it was really cool to watch. You know, it was really really cool to watch. What I've been saying for weeks i've been saying for immediate days 
Brock Besser has taken over this series. That goal was about as gritty of a goal as you could score. And I just, you just feel for the guy. Brock Besser is just, he's having himself a series right now. And I love it. Like he's, He's doing all the right things. He's getting points. He looks like the Brock Besser, not not the the finesse Besser that I think we're hoping we'll see, but like he's showing up in the playoffs. Like he is a playoff performer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's guys like there there's a lot of players that would like to have a performance like he's had. And I think especially against Minnesota, and you know he pointed up to the sky after he scored that goal for you know his friend that passed away. Um, like the guy's got heart, and I think the further this goes, you know, Craig Button had the Canucks as his dark horse to do some damage this postseason. He might be a big reason why they could be, you know, a team that could uh, make some noise. So I, I'm thrilled about Brock. I, I could talk for hours, but I'm gonna let you guys go, Brady. Yeah, it's definitely it's good to see him firing all cylinders. He's it's not we haven't seen a snipe of a shot yet from him no. per se, but uh, it's good to see him getting goals in different ways as well. I mean. His board work's been a lot better. Uh, he's working in front of the net, and he's getting to those garbage goals. Um, and he's getting the, the passes from Pedersen, too, which is always good. Um, it's really good to see him clicking, you know, with the 649 line. I, I think they've been absolutely great. If they can keep that chemistry going, I think the Wild are in, in a lot of trouble. Um, and like you said, great for him to score for his friend. Um, uh, six years, that's why he wears number six. Uh it just seems like Brock Besser is one of those players when he scores when it matters. He scores in Minnesota in his first game. He scores first playoff game there, and he scores you know, for his friends. So hopefully he can keep the momentum going, and yeah. Topical. Yeah, there's been all these guys, I think, that have been Canuck killers over the years, and I feel like there's a number of Minnesota Wild players that have been Canuck killers. Uh, the, the, the Andrew Burnett's of the world, the West Walls, the, the Richard Parks, uh, you know, all these guys, right? But maybe, maybe we have a, a, a potential Wild killer in Brock Besser. Um, but you're right. I like his game and he's, you're right. He's a sturdy guy. Uh, and he's just so good with the puck on his stick. Right. And I think we've said this, or, you know, I've said it so many times during the regular season that I I really didn't want to see him come off the lotto line, even when he was struggling just because the play doesn't die on his stick. And I know, um, obviously that Toffoli was a nice pickup, but, but he wasn't there for the most part of the season, obviously. And, and he's not there right now. And so the logical choice is to go to Brock where even if he's not producing, the play continues to flow through him, right? Like we have to continue to maintain puck possession and he's just the guy for that. So um, if we're talking about a dude that's taking over the series, yeah, I like Brock's game a lot. Is he taking over the series as much as like, say a guy like Quinn? If I was thinking of a dude that was taking over a series right now, I'd probably be Quinn Hughes in those four points early. The guy's a monster playing a ton of minutes, you know, plus another 22, 23 tonight. Uh, You know, I, I just, I feel like every time he has the puck on his stick, there's a threat for something to happen out there. And there's not a lot of defensemen in this league that I feel are game breakers like he is. I like it when you guys read the rundown. <laughs> yeah, see, it seems like Quinn's just kind of got that natural act to be, like he makes players better. He makes Pedersen better. He makes Brock Besser better. And it's funny how, you know, we we're talking about how he was chasing rookie records. He's, he's chasing a million records. It's just what he does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was those the three the three assist records. You know, he uh, I think he passed Ray Bork for most three assist games as a rookie, and then here he is doing it in the playoffs already. It only took him three games. That's it's bonkers. It's unbelievable. So he's the first uh, defenseman to do that since 2010 as a rookie, I believe, and he's also the youngest uh, Canucks defenseman to put a multi-point game in the playoffs. So good, good for Quinn Hughes. Good for us. 
You know what I like about Quinn Hughes? Um, if I'm reading this correctly, he is oh he's tied with Ole Mata for um, top defenseman in the playoffs so far with uh, four points. Now Ole, he's leading the team. Yeah, all, Ole Mata's got uh, two and two, but uh, Quinn Hughes is you know he's got he's got three. He, well, he got three today, and he got the other assist, and he's going to win the Calder as well. So, <laughs> Yeah, and for all those, you know, all the fancy stat guys out there, um, I mean, they showed a stat, I think, probably about midway through the game, uh, where they were showing league, league leaders in, in, or, or, or series leaders in puck possession. Um, and, and I think the, the second highest guy was, like, Kevin Fiala with four minutes during the game our last game, four and a half minutes. And then they showed Quinn Hughes and he was two and a half full minutes above the next guy in terms of puck possession. So um, you know that he's controlling play. You know that possession kills. Uh, and with his skating ability and his heads up play, you're right. He just makes everything better. I, I don't even know how to respond to that because you're right. He just, he does make everything better. You we Like each one of these guys, I feel like we could be talking for a half an hour about Quinn Hughes or Petey or Brock or I don't know Tyler Myers even. <laughs> hey, hey, we made a deal last night. We did. I'm sorry. What was the deal, Ryan? Tell tell Ted the deal. He's he, he's the he's the current sure leader. Tall. He's the current leader in penalty minutes in uh, in the playoffs because D'Angelo is out now, so he's tied with <laughs> Jeremy Lazan for most and Kapanen for most penalty minutes. In three games, he has 14 penalty minutes. What? No not even a fight. Tyrus no <laughs> doesn't fight. Oh, it's just like it hurts my brain so much, and I know we made that, but he keeps doing this. So we, we kind of have to address the you know the elephant in the room or the giraffe in the room. And I'm – Go with giraffe. He's a giraffe. I just – it drives me crazy because they're going to continue to play him. They're going to continue to give him, you know – minute munching minutes can i say that properly yeah they're gonna Whatever. give him they're gonna give him big minutes as they go further because he does he eats minutes but at the same time he's costing them so much like you look at the power plays for both team again both teams had seven power plays today that's 14 total penalties that's ridiculous 28 minutes like that's insane that's half the game of power plays like this series has clearly become a special teams battle which i think we kind of discussed before when uh last week and it is exactly that. It's not going to be played at five on five. Unfortunately, we are going to see a ton of power play time. I just, I don't like the way that it, it become that. I'd rather see five on five. I don't care. Like for both teams, I'd rather see this, this game flow a little bit more, but it's getting stopped with all this crap. I, ugh. and especially Myers, like, I think they just need to have a special penalty box just for him. I think he owns real estate in the uh, penalty box. <laughs> Yeah, all the penalties are tough, and this has definitely been a game where penalties have be become, you know, a factor to turn it into a special teams battle. But yeah, when there's that many penalties and he's still logging, you know, 19 and a half, 20 minutes a game, uh, it just means that you know guys like Pedersen is only getting 17 minutes. It's not enough, right? I mean, we need to have him up higher. I mean, you guys like Tanner Pearson uh, only getting 12, but then you're also seeing guys like. Uh, Tyler Mott, 17 and a half minutes, uh, you know, Jay Beagle, 15 and 20, 15 minutes, 20 seconds. Like if we're having to rely on those guys playing the bulk of minutes for this squad and not on guys like Jake for only nine minutes. And, uh, you know, Troy Stetcher, maybe he currently, he doesn't kill penalties right now either because he's only at 11 minutes. I mean, I think, I think we could, we could pare down minutes from Myers a little bit 
maybe add a little bit more on Destetra's play because I don't think 11 minutes is enough to keep, you know, a, a defenseman with who we feel has top four ability right. in this game. But I will play devil's advocate on Tyler Myers' side just a little bit. And I think, uh, you, would. you know, some of that has to do with that, that, that physical pushback, right? I mean, he's out there. A couple of penalties that he took early on were a slash on the goalie. Maybe it was a cross check on Bo and he jumps in and takes a man out. So if we give him a couple of forgive me's, maybe we're taking away six minutes from like his total of penalties, uh, you know, on three of those calls. Sure. But he does need to be smarter. He, he he needs to probably understand that he's a bit of a target out there for the referees because he is a bigger, you know, more physical defenseman in this series. Yeah. Um, but I can see, I can understand, you know, where his penalties are coming from. And I, can, I feel from a little bit, I, I think they're being a little bit hard on him in terms of all those calls. Yeah, Ted, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. Uh, you know, exact, pretty much the same thing. Myers, you know, I loved that uh, in this game especially, um, there was a, there was a, a scrum right in Marks from his crease, and uh, you know Myers didn't—he didn't shy away from just completely jumping on that guy and basically, you know, shoving him six feet under the ice. So, worth the two minutes. I mean, we've been pretty good keeping the puck out of the net, and like the Canucks are uh, actually sorry, the Wild up three games now are yet to score at five on five as well. No kidding. So if oh, we can, if we can, wild. if we can, if we can stay out of the box in game four and five, we have a really good chance of winning this series, in my opinion. Hopefully we don't need game five. Yeah, hopefully. Todd Bertuzzi, yeah, we don't. Todd Bertuzzi just said, don't bother buying tickets for game five. <laughs> what a dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, Brady, uh, he's, he's, he's stepping up for his teammates, just like, you know, JT Miller did, just like Brandon Sutter did, uh, just like, you know, just like Stetcher did when he, when he went after, I can't remember what player it was in the corner. Oh, it was Fiala after he shoved Markstrom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the guys are playing with a level of team toughness, right? And I think you need that because there's not a specific guy on this roster, especially now with Furlan out of it, that's just going to go be a team cop. And that's a little bit too much to ask from a guy like, uh, you know, McEwen, who we're only asking to play five to seven minutes a game. And it's good that mm-hmm. he can step in there and, and, and have a fight and throw some hits. Uh, but but he's not going to play the kind of minutes that a healthy Furlan would. So the one thing I've noticed, too, now that we've seen three games and because of all these penalties, it it seems to be, I mean, that's where a lot of these end, but how physical has this series become in a very, very short amount of time? I find like it's, which, yeah. but it's playoff hockey. It's not the same playoff hockey that I think we're used to where you're seeing these massive hits where guys are just like almost charging. And then the crowd obviously really helps when you see it, you know, everybody get behind a big hit, but it seems like everything is getting so physical after the whistles. Like you can already see both teams there have a genuine hate for each other right now, which is awesome because it makes each game the game within a game that much more important you know you get under a guy's skin after a shift and you just see how it carries from period to period like there's there's a you know gears to grind it it's nice to see that this isn't just going to be like a pushover kind of series like both teams want it whether or not both teams have enough gas in the tank to make it happen you know we'll we'll, i guess find out at the very soonest tomorrow when uh, they play game four Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? It's, it's just good to see that the Canucks aren't taking any shit 
pretty much anymore. Like yeah. uh, Pedersen gets, even Pedersen's fighting back, you know, he gets knocked down. He has some pushback, you know, he gets uh, hit from behind head first on the boards. So you got JT Miller jumping all over the guy. And then, you know, Kevin Fiala comes in, gets offside. He's all frustrated, pushes Markstrom. Then you got five Canucks. You got Brandon Sutter just going right after him. I absolutely love to see it. Um, and I love to see the frustration on Fiala's face because he's a little bitch. Yeah, and we just talked about how he looked like the most dangerous player on the ice for both teams, right? So, yeah, I mean, you're right, Ryan. I I, I felt like the, this, this, the game started, it, the opening game started, game one, and I was like, I almost felt like we were watching like a bit of an exhibition game. Like, I don't yes. know if you guys got that yes, feel from it. absolutely. And then, and then all of a sudden, there's a couple of guys out there, you know, Antoine Roussel, Michael Ferlin was kind of roughing people up a bit. You got a couple of shitheads on the other team. Like, uh, you know, Kevin Fiala is a bit of a shit. Uh, obviously, Hartman. Um, mm-hmm. Some dudes like Felino, like Erickson Eck plays people tough. Uh, Kunin, I seem to notice a lot. He's in the mix all the time. And all of a sudden, you know, this, this thing turns into a, a bog down, gloves in the face, chippiness after every whistle, slashes, running the goalies a little bit. And then, hey, <laughs> all of a sudden we're in a playoff series and it feels like we're in a playoff series and I'm screaming and yelling at the TV when there's goals and bad calls. And man, I don't know where it came from, but it happened in a hurry and I'm glad to see it. Where we're not seeing the the goals and bad calls is Jacob Markstrom though. His shutout today, there was, and I, I missed parts of the game cause you know, I was working, um, but, uh, and watching on a cell phone if, if you guys forgot already, but Markstrom, there was a handful of saves there where it looked like, it, it looked like it was already in the net and just all of a sudden he was he just seemed composed when it was chaos he, at first he'd kind of leak out a little bit but then it just seemed like he he refocused his game which is so tough for a goaltender to do in you know amidst everything that's going on especially in the playoffs when everything is amped up that much further but markstrom shutout i think for him that is going to be and hopefully it's the you know first of many but I think that was one of those games where we found out like he can do this for real when it matters, not just the regular season when we're on a run or when we need some wins. Like all you needed was a win because every it doesn't matter how many goals are scored either way, but he managed to keep everything out today and he made it look really good. And a lot of those looked really tough. A lot of traffic, a lot of crap in front of him. He definitely had guys that were trying to rattle his cage. And as a goaltender, you know they do not like that. But the Canucks seemed to stand behind him or in front of him, I guess. Um, and when Markstrom was called upon to do his part, I think this was definitely one of his better games. It might not have been the pinnacle of what he's done, but as far as an achievement and what it's going to mean going forward, I really like what's going on with Jacob Markstrom right now. Well, he's got all the right tools to to want to play good too, right? I mean, he's 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 fighting for a Stanley Cup. He's fighting for a new contract, and he, you know, he, his dad recently passed away as well, so he's you know he's fighting for him as too. So it's good to see Markstrom play well. I hope he can keep it up. There's a lot of emotion on those guys for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I picked him as my dude last game because I, I really felt like um, it was a tough game one for him. And then when game two came around, it looked like he was really, really in the mix, really in the battle. And and, and yeah, he, he let some goals in, but it, it felt to me like he had started to find his game a little bit. And it looked like at some point momentum was going to turn the corner for him. 
you know, for all those peeps out there who don't believe in momentum, I still feel like it's a real thing and it's a part of the game. Uh, when you're feeling it and you're in a vibe, right? You're just like when you're, you're playing ball and you feel like any ball you're going to get a hold of, you're going to smack for a home run. And I feel like he feels like that right now. So uh, it was really good to see. And I know we're about to get into the next segment, which is dudes and guys, but I just want to, I want to point out that, uh, you know, I heard something towards the end of the, the broadcast that it sounded like Ryan Suter didn't play the last six minutes of that game. That's right. So, uh, you know, this is a huge minute munching defenseman, uh, one of the better guys in the league the last 10 to 12 years. Uh, and if he's hurt at all, uh, even Ryan Suter at, at 80 percent is still better than most of the players on that team. If he's hurt at all, you know, this could be a real chance to put the squad away uh, and hopefully they can just do that tomorrow. And just before I, I just want to add one more thing to uh, that and then we'll get to dudes and guys. When Vancouver played St. Louis in, oh my goodness, I believe it was 2003. It was. It was when Bertuzzi That was the year the flu went through the St. Louis dressing room. It think, did. Right? But you know what? Like you look at the guys that that affected, guys like Al McInnes, uh, Barrett Jackman, like there was that team was they were pretty on par with the Canucks, but I just Kroger was still on that squad too, where was he not? There, I believe so. So there was a lot of mega stars on that team. I mean, future mega stars anyway. Keith Kachuk, yeah. yeah, like there was that. It was a tough team to play, and it, that one, that one went seven, did it not? Against yeah, it did. Game seven in St. Louis. So you look at those two teams, and they were evenly matched, but. You know, when you see an opportunity to see some of those top guys, you know, get knocked out, and I don't know who they're going to add for game four, and that's really going to be tough for Minnesota. But uh, you're right, Ted. They lose a guy like Ryan Suter, and that's tough. That would be tough for the Canucks. It would, I'm not going to necessarily make the same comparison, but if Chris Tanev was out, that's a lot of minutes that you're losing. So, and confident mm-hmm. minutes too. So, yeah. But without further ado, it's time for post game win, dudes and guys. Brought to you by Players Choice. Dudes and guys. So, who's going first? Who wants to dude it up? I can. Uh, I can take this one. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna stay off. I'm gonna stay off the the goal scorers train, and I'm gonna go right back to Jacob Markstrom for dudes and guys. Uh, my dude. I love the stat line. Uh, hearing from uh, the broadcast crew about um, Stefan Valleycat or Steve Valleycat's. Um, sort of fancy stats set up about clear sight shots. I thought this was really interesting to see when a goalie is dialed in and can see the shooter, how many saves does he make? And he didn't let in a single goal this year. So pretty phenomenal comes back in, 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 you know, after being hurt, uh, starting the playoff series and let's one in right off the bat and you kind of start to wonder and worry. But like I said, uh, you know, during the early part, we were talking about Marsham, the amount of battle back that happened over the course of those two games for him to find it so quickly. Cause he's a bit of a notorious slow starter, right? Yep. I felt just so positive and so confident like I do with some of those other great Canuck goalies that have played in the playoffs uh, and the regular season where you just feel like they're going to stop everything. And I didn't have a worry at any point uh, when Markstrom was, was just so dialed in and looked so calm and so, so confident in net and, and everything was just so uh, efficient the way he was moving around in there. So big fan of that guy. He's my dude. Brady. Yeah. I'm going to go a little off the board uh, with Tyler Mott. Uh, my dude of the night, definitely. Uh, like I said before, uh, a Canucks franchise record seven blocked shots in a playoff game. Whoa. So like uh, Ted's talking about that shutout. He possibly doesn't get that shutout without the hell of Tyler Mott. Um, so great for him to do that. And also uh, season high, 17 minutes and nine seconds for Tyler Mott. That's a ton of minutes. That's like 
I like Elias Pettersson regular season minutes right there. That was Elias so, Pettersson. This game had 17 minutes. So yeah. Yeah. So when you're, well, when you're killing, you know, seven penalties a game and you're out there for a minute each shift, you know, so that's seven minutes right there on the PK. So, wow. Good call. B. I yeah, like it. My, uh, my dude of the, dude of the night, Tyler Mott. Why I, not? I feel like Jason Botchford, this would be like, he would dedicate an entire podcast, an entire, <laughs> an entire podcast to Charlie Hustle. Like he would, he'd probably just do a solo one aside from the podcast because of how good Tyler Mott played today. And I mean, rightfully so, he earned it. But uh, there, there. Why like, not Tyler Mott? Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of guys to talk about. I'm gonna go with my boy. I've been singing his praises, and I knew this series was gonna get the most out of him. My dude for today was Brock Besser. That goal and that assist, I just I loved his game today. Um, again, it was really tough for me to kind of focus 100%. If they show the replay tonight, I'll probably have to rewatch it. But I, I loved Brock's game today. I've loved his game last game, and I knew it was going to happen for him that he was going to start uh, making a difference in this series. And I like he's checked in. He is absolutely dialed into this series, and I think – if they take it tomorrow, I'm not saying they do, but if they do, I think Brock has the best game of the series um, of any player. I think he's he's the star that will shine. So for now, pretty obvious choice, but I got to stick with my boy because he's he's given me reason to keep him up on that pedestal. So Brock Bester's my dude. I love it. That whole lotto line. They're just a bunch of dudes. And you can throw you can throw a Hughes in there too. The fact that he doesn't get a dude mentioned tonight, like. He just—he's just a dude all the time. So. Yeah, he had—he had three points in this game. He led—he led the team in scoring in this game. He, he played the most minutes. He was by far the most productive player on the ice. And the fact that we didn't pick Quinn Hughes as a dude this week just goes to show you how much of a team effort this was. So yeah, good, good yeah. point. Dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite. Uh, guy of the week. I almost feel bad picking a guy of the week. And there's lots of favorites in there. There's some guys that didn't play a ton of minutes, you know, like an Oscar Fantenberg comes to mind. A Troy Stetcher comes to mind. Uh, but if I'm going to pick a, a, a guy this week, it's going to be Tanner Pearson for me. Uh, he, he had a heck of a game last game with that seeing eye wrist shot that you know he was aiming for that corner mm -hmm. uh game prior to that we were talking about a possible scratch this game uh didn't notice him again i mean he only played 12 minutes a night and i know a lot of that has to do with penalties because he doesn't kill him but i just want to see a little bit more consistency from a guy who i think is a dangerous player on this squad and helps solidify a second scoring line possibly um so uh, would 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 like a little more consistency and a little more pop from uh from a guy like tanner pearson Fair enough. So he went from being, uh, well, he would never have been the goat. He was a goat to start. Yeah, he's kind of like the dude, guy, dude, guy, yeah. guy. He's a guy. Brady? Uh, my guy of game three has to be Jake Furtanen. Oh. Um, honestly, I haven't noticed him at all. Uh, like straight up. That's, that's good... pretty much That's pretty much it. Just, Just for that I think game. I, no, pretty like the two games he's played, he's just I I haven't noticed him out there. I don't think he's been that physical. He really hasn't created much scoring chances. And he's not he's playing a limited minutes, but I just I, I want to see more from him. Ten minutes, he was a plus one. Got to pay him one shot on goal. Yeah, I, I you're right, Brady. I think that Jake Vertanen does need to bring a little bit more, especially I think, considering I he's think been maybe brought it's, back. Maybe it's more just because you know he he's been he's lost his shot and then he he gets it back through injuries and like this is his time to prove it and he's just 
I don't know. I just don't see that drive to want to be the guy, to be the dude. I mean, so he's my guy. Do you think there's too much pressure for him right now? Do you think he can handle it? I I know Green was saying he was a little nervous, like kind of to start his first game out there, but I think he he's kind of picking it up as long as it goes. But yeah. uh, I'm not sure, man. I think he's just got to play his game. I think he's he's got to find some chemistry out there. Chemistry, I think, is probably the key to this whole thing i think uh when you're the type of guy who has the ability to play anywhere from the first to the fourth line yeah it might be tough to get some continuity so that's maybe something that's 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 going on there a little bit uh i will say that jake for just has some god-given physical gifts um so when it comes to things like a super hard back check where he's going to run down a guy like eric erickson i'm super thankful that he's on the ice for things like that uh, but yeah you don't see it every single shift from jake so you know i if uh the the funny thing about dudes and guys right is a dude is a dude and a guy is just somebody who's there it doesn't necessarily mean you suck and sometimes it's tough to pick guys in wins mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's that's a you know that's a that's a solid point pretty um my guy of today's game the announcer <laughs> <laughs> what did he do this time minnesota goal scored by number 6 brock besser assisted oh, from God. like i'm like excuse me did you minnesota i'm sitting there it, it must have had like where he was born or something that had beside his name or i don't know and but how do you screw that up and i went on twitter after and they're like did anyone else hear that I'm like i heard it like it happened so i had no yeah. idea like, i didn't hear it this is one of those like you have one job to do like there's no one else to screw <laughs> it up for it's not like there's noise where they get distracted like there's nobody you know who, the, there's no one in the building you, you know who wouldn't have messed that up? Al Murdoch. That's true. <laughs> it's funny. That's a funny. That's a funny guy pick. I I should have been like more thoughtful about my dude and guy and possibly picked the uh, the the terrible ten thousand foot view camera angle that they keep posting. Save that one. The one that moves around. Save because that that's one. just driving me nuts and I cannot tell what the hell is going on. Save that one. Don't ruin that yet. I don't. I honestly don't mind it. Like I thought it was kind of gonna make me puke at first, but then I got used to it. <laughs> <laughs> like i wasn't sure about it and it kind of made me want to puke but you know like i'm kind of getting used <laughs> it's like being in a jet i like right? how you see like kind of everything you know <laughs> it's like you get getting used there. to the We're g-forces right you get used to all those g-forces like exactly. oh i can fly in a jet now that's fine so um let's kind of wrap it up here guys because uh well we all have lives and if we keep doing a podcast every day we're all gonna go crazy um before we wrap up though let's do let's add a new thing for uh for game four let's go yeah. around the table and we'll start with brady predictions for game four what are give me two predictions no give me one I, that's too many i'll go Six to one, Vancouver. Oh no! Sorry, let's not talk about score. Like, what's a prediction? Like, give me like, who's your, like, what's gonna happen? What's something that's gonna happen? What's your prediction? It's gonna be six one, Vancouver, <laughs> and <laughs> all right, <laughs> and Elias Pettersson's gonna have four points. Four points. Holy yeah. smoke! Yeah. So Brady's calling a breakout game from from EP. That's that's yeah. fun. Okay. You know what? I, I feel like. Uh, I'm just assuming you're going to ask me next, Hank. So I'm just going to okay, sure. I'm just going to step in on this one. I I think the Canucks are going to keep their foot on the gas, but it's not going to be a blowout. This is going to be a tough, 
hotly contested battle. We're going to see some something like a 2-1 game or a 1-1 game for the majority of the game, and it's not going to be until overtime or very late in the third that Vancouver's going to score the go-ahead goal. And it's going to be somebody like it's going to be somebody like Bo down low, and it's going to be dirty. And there's probably going to be a big juicy rebound and two or three shots before it finally goes in. And there's going to be a scrum in front of the net. Uh, and it's just going to be that greasy goal and that that type of greasy, hard-fought win that's going to that's gonna sort of propel them into the next series. So they have a really good idea about what kind of effort level and what kind of battle level is need to go out to, to get into the next round. That's a pretty good prediction. I like that. I'm going to go... This isn't off the board. This is what I've I've asked to happen. Is it Brock Besser? <laughs> no, Brock Besser is going to be just fine. But you know what's going to happen? There's my prediction. Louis Erickson and Tyler Mott both score a goal in game four. Assisted by Jake. It might as well be. <laughs> it might as well be. I just feel like that would be so Canucks. That would be so Louis to happen. So after he blows the, you know, the exploder stick, he redeems himself with a huge, huge meaningful goal in game four to help clinch uh, it might not be the clincher but uh it's going to be a, a pretty epic goal and it may even be end up uh, an empty netter which i could care less about but louis and tyler mott it's a very bold prediction almost a hot take even that uh we'll both score in the game i'll Yo, say it right here man i'll give you 50 bucks if they both score no empty netters allowed though what oh come on if they both score brady just takes a quick swig of the gatorade ball like all right i'm ready for the next hot <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, man, I'm here for that. I, I, I am so here to see Louis Erickson be a playoff hero. Absolutely. I think this guy has had such a shitty run. And, and I'm sure that a lot of this is caused by the situation, obviously, that he's in. But to see him come back from all of this, to, to walk out of, out of the depths that he's been in for the majority of the season and to watch him pot a goal would be, would be just phenomenal. I, I would be so on board with that. And, and you know what? I, I I take it back. I, I, it could be it could be Erickson just as much as it's Bo down low and a gritty crease crashing goal because those are the kind of goals that he scores. So yeah, man, I'm down for that. I, I'm so here to watch something like that happen. So Louis Erickson, maybe maybe he's our instead of dudes and guys for these post games. Maybe who's your bubble boy? We could call it bubble boy. Who's your bubble boy? That's your dude. That's a new name for the playoff. Who's your bubble boy? What's a what's a bubble is, boy? Is a bubble boy a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't sound it? good. A bubble boy is a guy that what, isn't the bubble boy like the bubble guy boy. who's like essentially bubble, bubble, a bubble boy. <laughs> yeah, a black ace that is trying to get into the lineup. Like, isn't McEwen a bubble boy? That's true. That could... I can't say that anymore. I can't say bubble boy. Yeah, it sounds right. kind of perverted. <laughs> it's provocative. <laughs> people love it. It gets people, people don't forget. People gets the people going. All right. Well, let's uh, let's call it, and uh, hopefully we got lots to talk about after uh, Game Four. You guys, this has been awesome that we could get together for another PP One Podcast post game win. On behalf of myself, Ryan Hank, I will say my peace out. For the rest of you guys, go ahead. Peace. Peace out, bitches. That was awkward. It's your boy, Josh Elijah here, co-host of the Down by Two podcast and DB2Bets, which now drops every Friday. 
we wanted to break off a piece of that weekend action, so we decided to move our show over to Fridays. Now you might be asking yourself, what in the hell is even DB2Bets? Daddy, chill. What the hell is even that? Well, DB2Bets is our sports betting show that is powered by Betstamp. We use the Betstamp app to find the best odds available across all different sports books. And be sure to tune in every Friday and follow along with our picks. Or don't use our picks. Do the opposite. It's your life. Make your own decisions. Just make sure you line shop and please gamble responsibly. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.